Hello! Welcome back to Arcade Cozy, the coziest game room on the internet. My name is Chris. My name is Curry. And we are bringing you a Halloween spectacular here at the arcade. I can't do this forever. It feels. Feels. Hey, man. <laughs> You feel great. Unsustainable. <laughs> yeah, this it, is. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be sustainable. It, it just needs to be twenty seconds of over yeah. the top yeah. spoopiness. It's just that a, would just get us in the mood for it. Yeah. Get us in the mood for all things cozy spoopy. Yeah. Is that the like, you know what I? Yes. You know what I totally should have done that I forgot to do. And we could just cut it and start over, but that's not that's not who we are. Mm-hmm. I should have said arcade spooky, the spookiest game room on the internet. And look at me, uh, look, I yes, just, you know, uh, instead yeah. I did a spooky voice and just said the same stuff that I always do. And that's we should have done that, and we, we have clearly <laughs> dropped the ball on that. It, it was a layup. Yeah, and I know. We've missed, we've missed it. But hello everybody it is officially um halloween pre-halloween week um october into the end of the month uh fall halloween's extravaganza um we are today uh bringing you a halloween centric episode talking about spooky things talking about scary things talking about maybe horror things but more maybe more than anything just kind of like your general fall harvest hoedown extravaganzas i've said a lot of extravaganzas it's not a word yeah. that i usually use a lot but it's it's it, where we you are use it here and that's why i use it here a whole ton um because it's it's a party whenever we're here um Corey, how do you, yeah, how do you feel about Halloween? What are your, what's your mood? I have grown to love Halloween. Um, I have no shame in admitting I'm a big old scaredy cat person. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, didn't enjoy a lot of scary stuff. And I think it comes down to, um, I can, I can, distinctly remember a disney channel movie during their hallow their halloween stuff that um got removed because it was too scary it was it was don't look under the bed i believe it was the title of it i think i I don't remember that yeah it had like the boogeyman in it. it it was horrifying and um i had nightmares for weeks about it and i thought you were gonna say phantom at the megaplex because I like no. that one. <laughs> no. And so that ruined spooky stuff for me. Um, and I did not enjoy spooky things growing up. But as I've gotten older, I've learned to appreciate the holiday for what it is. And I have grown t- to enjoy it a lot. And so um, it was a no, but now it's a yes. Okay. Um, I, enjoy, I enjoy spooky season. So, um, fun facts to talk about your childhood horrors. Um, mm-hmm, according mm-hmm. to Wikipedia, the greatest place on the internet, um, the Don't Look Under the Bed place. was the second Disney Channel original movie to receive a PG rating due to its scary scenes. Uh, due to complaints from parents, it was found too scary for young children. However, 
I am justified. Yeah, it is now available for streaming on Disney Plus. So you can watch it. I refuse. Run, don't walk to your nearest TV and watch the made-for-TV psychological horror film directed by Kenneth Johnson released in October 9th, 1999. Don't look under the bed. Yeah, I was four, and a four-year-old should never watch that. Um, <laughs> you were four when you yeah. watched that? Jeez. Yeah, that was that would be bad. See, um, it was removed. Like, that. Yeah, if Disney's yeah. like, you know, the, the people have a point, you know it's bad. Oh. It, it, no, hold on, hold on. No, keep going. I'm I'm reading something oh. interesting. You. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it was just <laughs> I, I remember specific. I can remember them right now, and like my skin crawls thinking about parts of that movie that just like shattered whatever scary stuff for life for me. Also, I grew up like out in the countryside in the upstate, just like there wasn't a house within you know a quarter mile from us, kind of a thing. And so that was already kind of weird as a kid. Like, oh, we're out in the middle of nowhere. I'm watching a horror movie. I am uncomfortable. Yep. And it's gone from there. So just sorry. This is not the entire episode, everybody. Please stay. Please listen to us. This is, we'll get to the good (laughs) stuff. But um, so according to the production notes, uh, Eric Ty Hodges II, a black actor, Portrayed Larry. Are you familiar with Larry? Um, I don't think so. Okay. I, so, I feel like I've repressed a lot of it, other than the parts that absolutely sent me. Okay. So apparently he played Larry Houdini, Darwin's imaginary friend. Okay. Um, so Larry was not written as a black character, despite being a black actor. According to the director, Disney was concerned about having a black boy kiss a white girl at the film's ending, Mm. (laughs) stating they asked me to do it a couple of different ways, including not at all. And I fought for it. Disney ultimately allowed the kiss scene to stay in the film, and Johnson said the scene is exactly the way I had always intended to do it. Keep in mind this was 1999. (laughs) So, yep. That was... Even, I mean, even, I mean, we say that in 2021, we're still having issues with these sorts of things, but I mean, that, that kind of dialogue sounds like it was, it's a much older film than it actually is. But, um, but yeah, interesting, interesting stuff. Who knew? Don't look under the bed. Yeah. uh, Uh, I don't recommend it. Don't go, don't watch it. Walk, don't run. Um, the, so so yeah, we're talking we're talking Halloween, other stuff beyond this, maybe some Disney Channel original movies. Who knows? Um, probably not I this mean, one, but you know, no, we'll probably not. We we may come back to it later. Who knows? Um, but first off, before we dig in too deep, you know, we want to allow we want to allow the the spookiness to settle over us to you know really just kind of like have the space to be spooked. Um, mm-hmm, so we're mm-hmm. going to get some other stuff out of the way. Corey, what have, what have you been playing this week? Let's do this at the top end. Go ahead. I haven't been able to play a ton of stuff. 
um, recently. Just been a little busy, um, but I am still playing through Hollow Knight. Uh, defeated the Soul Master, kind of exploring through the Crystal Cavern now. Really digging the eeriness of it, and now I feel like it's getting a little bit more spooky as you're getting into places where it's very dark. Enemies okay. uh, kind of come out of nowhere. I'm really, really liking it. Um, but I... I uh, played a little bit more Stardew as well, but the main thing I've also been playing too is, um, you've played it, I said I was going to play it, uh, Returnal, I picked up. Yes. Started yes. working through it, and so I've made it to the first boss, I haven't quite beaten it yet, I've had one go at it, um, but that is a eerie, extremely unsettling game at times. Yeah. You, I think, downplayed it, because you come across... <laughs> Well, you're, you, you're sorry, sorry. Um, have you made it to any of the house sequences yet? Good God, yes, Chris. <laughs> Talk about like poop your pants level of yeah. stuff. Yeah, and so that that's literally what I was going to bring up. I made it to the house the first time, and it's like you can't go in. You need a key. I find the key. Yep. You immediately you walk into the house, and immediately I'm like, this is not going to go well. Uh, this is uh, I don't like this. And yep. but you can't leave the house, and I'm like, well, frick, I am. Well, screwed. and for perspective for listeners who aren't aware, like Returnal is a very fast-paced third-person shooter. When you enter the house, it shifts to first-person, first-person, no gun, right? Yeah, you just stay, you're walking. It's this hallway. Um, we're going to talk about it more later on. Um, but I don't know if you ever played it, but the game PT, um, yes. it gave me huge PT vibes. I'm like, I yep. am having PTSD right now um, <laughs> because that is. Oh, yeah. So you go through. That oh, the astronaut appears like you hear like walking footsteps um like above you you're like in this house alone but clearly you're not alone oh it is yep. it yep. is stuff of <clears throat> nightmares yeah um but yeah it's just you're running along all of a sudden you go through a gate and there's your childhood home i'm like um mm. yeah yeah mm. granted you know you get a thing where when you die you pop back up to life which i used during the first boss which was really mm-hmm. cool i'm like I don't know if it was worth it, but at least I got something <laughs> out of it. Yeah. Um, Will it yeah. change your opinion at all of the house if there? If I tell you that there are options for items that will revive you that do not involve you going into the house? Yeah. If I I will never go into the house again. <laughs> if that is a possibility, because I yep. was. I like pause. There's like one moment where like you hear footsteps above you in the house, and I pause mm. it, set the controller down. I'm like, Mm-mm. Uh, I, yep. I don't, I don't want to know. There's also a moment where you go down to the end of this hall to because you have to go to this door to see if you can open it, mm-hmm. and it doesn't open. And I'm like, I don't want to turn around. I do not want to turn around. Yeah. Please do not make me turn around. But there's only one thing to do is turn around. And I had to like build myself up to do it. Nothing happened. Yeah. But I have been uh, hoodwinked and bamboozled too many times <laughs> in games in this yeah. scenario to where you turn around and you just get got. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I did not want to get got. So it, yeah. it, it took it took a lot. Yeah. It's um, 
so Returnal's been the I don't know. I've I've kind of been in the same place. I haven't played a ton a ton. Um but Returnal I managed um you and I were talking about this pre-recording. Um, but I managed to carve through a significant chunk of it yeah. one early morning when my daughter woke up and I had to get her back to sleep. I couldn't go to sleep. So I ended up just playing a significant yeah. chunk and actually beating it. So I, I managed nice, to nice round of applause. Yeah, round of applause. I, I actually managed to roll credits. Now I say that they're technically from what I understand, like there is a, there is another act to the game after rolling yeah. credits, like their new audio logs, like the game. It's not just like, Oh, there's more stuff to collect and whatever, like more audio logs, more of the actual, like what's Story. going on starts to unfold. It's just not, you have seen the entirety of the planet at that yeah. point. And so like, like you've beaten all the bosses you've like, it's just, there's, there's more stuff going on to kind of unfold. Um, and yeah, I mean, it is a, it is a creepy game. Like I I would say, I would say the house, right. I would say the house sequences are, you know, very much kind of the peak of that again. I mean, not like if you were to compare it to something like resident evil village or even PT, like it's not that level like it's be, yeah. just because like those those sequences largely are story based as opposed to being like you're in danger in any sort yeah. of way it's just kind of like a you know it's really just kind of a claustrophobic experience mm. um but they're yeah i mean the game legitimately just kind of stays eerie throughout there's not yeah. really a there's not really like a part or an area that's just like, Oh, it's like bright lights. And now I'm in a city and now I'm talking to this person. I'm doing whatever. It's like, no, it's always like desolate planet really just kind of like eerie vibes and music and atmosphere. And yeah, you are alone on this planet and everything here wants to kill you or rip you apart or psychologically torture you. Yep. Have fun kind of a thing. (laughs) And, and, but I will say overall it is, Despite that, um, it is tight gameplay. Very fun. I didn't enjoy it a ton at first when it was just the pistol. But once you start getting yep. like some of the other weapons and the alt fires, um, I feel like it picks up pace a lot. Um, yep. You're very mobile. like You can dash around, um, dodge attacks. Once you pick up the sword, the sword's a game changer. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Good gunplay, a lot of fun, good level design, I would say, mm-hmm. um, for the areas and like each room that you kind of work your way through. Um, gorgeous all around, but yeah, it oh, is yeah. Yeah. very unsettling, I would say. Uh, it's the best way I could describe it. Yeah. And you mentioned this to me um, when you started playing it. Um, and I talked about it a little bit last week, but, um, you know, one of my biggest complaints about it kind of starting out was just, you know, it is, it's kind of confusing right out of the gate. I think it is very confusing right Um, out of the gate. I I think a lot of games like it do a good job, whether it's like using color or using, you know, using some sort of like visual cues to really kind of differentiate the different kinds of pickups and items and all this kind of stuff that you're running into. And the, game Mm -hmm. doesn't 
to me doesn't do that really well. No. Um, because it's like, you know, there will be artifacts or there will be parasites or there will mm. be resin or there will be um like just these different terms that in a lot of cases like especially right out of the gate don't really mean anything to you Mm -hmm. and so you'll run into a thing where it's like oh you're afflicted with an like a status ailment Mm -hmm. and it'll be like collect to resin and you're like well Mm -hmm. what's a what's a resin i don't know what a resin is like the the nice thing is the game does like i feel like my enjoyment of it like rose significantly as the game went on just Mm -hmm. because like as you understand those things and those aren't those aren't a barrier keeping you down the game really does start to just take off at a clip it does start to get to this place where it's like okay i'm just i'm shooting i'm picking stuff up like i can kind of identify because like things do have a kind of a unique look like there are items that's like okay I know that color. I know the shape. I can kind of identify it at a distance, yeah. but it takes a while. There, it's not like a, it's not an immediately identifiable sort of thing. Um, so yeah, it, it is. I think it does just kind of take a little bit more, more onboarding right out of the gate um, yeah. than something like Hades or you know something that's more stylized and has a lot of like color and pops and like really tries to communicate to you stuff like that visually right out of the gate in my opinion it feels like the game story-wise like your first few runs like from celine's perspective and the story feels like the first few runs but gameplay wise is as if that it's like oh you're on your 50th run here's what you would know what all of these things are kind of a thing yeah and it almost wants you or expects you to have some prior knowledge of roguelikes, I think, is how the game approaches a lot of its stuff. Like, oh, well, here's this uh, Megalignet. Well, you've played a roguelike. You know, like, there's this kind of comes along with, like, this style of item. Yeah. Um, so, uh, very obtuse. Uh, the more I've played, kind of how you're going about it, so the more, like, okay, I understand. This is good. This stuff's bad. This stuff comes at a price kind of a thing. And it begins to take hold, but again, I'm on like my 10th run kind of a thing. It's just one of those things of like, uh, I feel like I shouldn't like, there should be still like game stuff to learn, but stuff that's like, I kind of see everywhere. I feel like I shouldn't have to like really think like hard about like what that is. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, Well, and it's kind of the issue that you see with like really thick fantasy novels for instance Mm, where they just dump you in with a lot of like terms and locations and it's like you know there it's a double-edged sword like it it is one of those things like it is an approach it is something that you can do to really kind of like immerse and like if somebody sticks with it they do feel very immersed they just feel like very much in it like there's no break. It's not like they're being walked through and there's this kind of like break in the, to say it again, immersion, mm-hmm. but it, yep. it's um, like, it is a, I don't know. It's a, um, it is just something that I think it's an approach that takes more patience. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, but, uh, other than that, like any, anything else, hollow Knight, returnal, 
Those yeah, are, that's those mainly your, what I've been playing. Ones. Some Stardew again, more FIFA. Been getting a little more into that as well. I'm trying to think, have I tossed anything else? You playing anything else? I I did pick up Metroid Dread, um, Ooh. and have played all of like ten minutes of it. Um, more than me. So you know, I may have. Uh, I'll hopefully have some more thoughts about that next week. Also, very spoopy. Um, you know, apologize for not having any, any thoughts about it now. I will have some thoughts about it following spoopy day. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be, uh, that, that, that's been about it. Um, but yeah, we want to, we want to talk about some Halloween stuff. We want to get into some, some spooky territory. So, um, we are going to talk about Halloween, uh, right after this break, everybody. And we're back. Um, Halloween, Corey, um, the the spooky capital of the calendar. Um, we've we've made it to this time of year. I thoroughly enjoy this time of year, despite being kind of as you put it at the beginning of the episode, like not really a horror person. Never yep. really could stand it. Even today, like there are so many horror stories that i'm really interested Mm -hmm. in but i really have to pick and choose (laughs) i have to like yeah you know it's it is a case-by-case basis if i'm able to handle it and even the stuff that i do really appreciate i mean like you know let me let me give you an example um i love the movie shutter island um okay the the leonardo DiCaprio. um it's you know asylum creepy scary like but it's it's not a horror movie but it's very like you know it's it gets in your head about like you know what does it mean to be crazy and hear these people like and it's also i mean it has some dark imagery i mean it's people Mm -hmm. like with i mean there's like world war ii imagery and there's a lot of kind of stuff and so it's like it's unsettling i like it but even still like it is a thing where it's like it's still it's still unsettling to watch. Like I don't yeah. sit there and just like munch on popcorn. It's still, even though I know what's going on, it's like God, this is still a lot to yeah. a lot to parse through. <laughs> so no, I know what you mean. I've always leaned more toward the. For me, I mean, Halloween has been has always been a lot more aimed at like the kids side of Halloween. Yeah. Like you know, if you have the two sides where it's you know, kids stuff, trick or treating, jack o' lanterns, candy, mm-hmm. fall hay rides, yes, corn mazes, stuff like that. And then you have the like chainsaws, haunted mansions, mm-hmm. uh, you know, horror movies, things like that, gore, blood, like all that kind of stuff. I've always been very much more on the kid side. Um, yeah. same. And so, and so a lot of the stuff that's like nostalgic for me for Halloween, I don't like getting into the horror stuff. I like, you know, Mm -hmm. you mentioned, Mm -hmm. um, Disney channel earlier. Like those were always kind of my jams, like, um, getting into like that season where it was like, Oh, you know, now we're watching like Halloween specials and now we're watching like, like that was my kind of stuff. That was the stuff I enjoyed. Um, and it's always kind of translated to games. So, you know, let's, let's kind of, you know, this is, this is kind of just an appreciation thing. Let's talk about all things Halloween, but you know, yeah. let's, um, while we're, while we're here, because, um, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to talk about it in general, 
like, yeah, that those are some of my big things. Like old kids Halloween specials, Nickelodeon yes. Halloween specials, Disney yes. Channel Halloween uh-huh. specials, Cartoon Network Halloween specials, Fox Kids, WB Kids. Yeah noggin like that stuff that was the stuff that i yeah loved where it was like hey arnold um fairly odd parents jimmy neutron like they had these halloween specials that were hey just there, jimbo like yeah i mean they were jimmy neutron had the one where it was like i think everybody was turning into werewolves or maybe yeah. they're yeah. vampire i don't know i can't even yeah remember. i think it was or, like whatever they were, were dressed, dressed as they were so turning like, into. Mom, yeah that was a good yeah. episode um and like, but I mean, also too, like it kind of goes back to it. Like Nickelodeon also had some legitimately scary ones. Like I remember cat dog had one with like a vampire yeah. tick yeah. and everybody was turning into vampires. I remember that scared the hell out of me whenever I was a kid. Well, and also the, the invader Zim one, like the teacher was like a big yes. mutant spider yeah. something. Mm-hmm. And I mean, those were, those were mind blowing how scary they were and how they were just kind of like, Oh yeah, you know, we're showing this right after the Rugrats Halloween special. Um, those were my sweet spots like that. Same thing as Christmas. It was, Hey, you know, I know I watch fairly odd parents every Tuesday at seven 30, but now it's a Halloween episode. Now it's just, now it's spooky and I love it. And now it's just a week long festival of Halloween content and I love it. Like that was that was big. Um that was big energy for me and I loved it a lot. But um mm. what did what I mean Corey like Halloween for you, you know, you're not huge into horror stuff. Like what is no. what what is your lane whenever it comes to Halloween? I mean I think I'm in a similar lane. Um while the Disney Channel special Don't Look Under the Bed absolutely ruined me, I did really enjoy like the Halloween town movies uh that yes. they did. Those yes. are those hold up still to this day. They are phenomenal. I, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Hocus Pocus is great. Um, I'm trying to think what else I so this doesn't there were Halloween episodes, but it was kind of just as a spooky, spooky show in general. Danny Phantom, um, yes, all I love Danny Phantom, like you know, Ghost Catchers <laughs> is all about. Yep. Uh, kind of that whole vibe and I always remember during October I would really really dig it when it was on just because yeah. there's something about that fit but uh, like my lane was often like hay rides we would go trick-or-treating out with like all my parents friends like all their kids we would all go out and like trick-or-treat I'd always dress up as like a ninja or a power ranger I was I that was kid a ninja or a power ranger I mean, it was just, it, it was the move. It was, it was the best outfit there was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was a lot of that. And um, it was some Harry Potter as well. Yes. Movies. I didn't read the books till I got a little bit older. Uh, not that it wasn't um, like outlawed in my house or anything. It was just, I just never got around to reading them until yeah. uh, later on. But watching the first and second movie, which second movie is borderline horror when you read it you're like this is kind of creepy but the first one is a mix of a halloween movie and a christmas movie in my opinion you can fit either season yeah Uh, Yeah. so we watched those until the third one came out and the third one with the werewolf when lupin because werewolf absolutely ruined me but it was kind of that lane 
for me, but I think something that I always did during Halloween, and this is going to be, I guess, the first little step into the games, was um, I've spoken of my love of Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts 2 mm-hmm. growing up, and both of those had Halloween Town in them. And so what I would do pretty much every October, like around Halloween, I would go around both of those worlds and play and just like kill Heartless or uh, the Nobodies and just like, I don't know, screw around and level like 90 something, just running around, okay, just slaughtering them. But it was Sora's in his little outfit. The music's playing yep. the... His little outfit. Yeah. Halloween, so cute. Halloween, 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 this is Halloween, this is Halloween. So um, I'd run around and just do that. And it was fun yep. because I was, you know, the child of destiny with a super cool key sword. And yep. yeah, um, but that was that that was my lane of it. I, I knew I was a scaredy cat kind of a thing. And I'm like, I need to like, like channel this like what? How can I enjoy this month? And yeah. it was in ways like that. Yeah. Harry Potter was definitely kind of, so I read, I read the first four or five books pretty much right whenever they came out. Um, yeah. Whenever I was a kid. So I was, I was pretty up on that um, and loved the movies and everything. You know, I mean, it, it kind of it kind of goes without saying now like it's it's a little bit difficult sometimes to kind of like separate the author art from the from, artist mm-hmm. you know like um cuz i know that there's a lot of strong feelings about like how you know she some of her viewpoints and just kind of like mm-hmm. still like trying to wrestle with just how like lifelong impactful that piece of art yeah. has had for so many people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it isn't, it isn't to discount that. Um, but it is a thing where like, I think Harry Potter does have this very, um, it does kind of strike that line where it is like, it's very much in that, like hits all the just yeah. hits, 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 it hits it. It just hits it all. Like it's, Halloweeny, and it's still kids like but it still has yep. like stakes like it doesn't feel like it's just for children and i think that that's like just one of the big things like it does feel very universal and it does feel like there's um a lot there i love it and also i mean totally with like i mean with the kingdom hearts kind of comparison i mean like that's also um kind of leading into you know, one of one of my big things, like game wise, that I love with Halloween, like I do love because I mean, Kingdom Hearts did that really well, where it was like you're playing Kingdom Hearts, the gameplay isn't changing, but now you're going to this world, and now you're dressed up differently, and just it just kind of like the heart even though the, dressed up differently. Yep, the game is the same, but it's you know you are like it's just a little bit of flavor on top of it. Yeah. And that's honestly like something that probably one of my most favorite just gaming things whenever it comes to holidays is just games like persistent games. You look mm-hmm. at your like MMOs yep. um, nowadays with things like Destiny, having these games that were like that are going on all year round, but now it's like, okay, 
middle of October, Halloween, same game, but but now they're decorations getting, everywhere. Spooky season. I right. know they're what they're, Fortnite does it. I think Apex Legends does it. Rocket League probably has stuff. I don't play enough Rocket League yep. or any Rocket League to know. Yeah. Um, Overwatch, World of Warcraft, Guild Wars, yeah. like these games have these events where, you know, yeah, I mean, usually, and that's kind of one of the big draws, they'll usually have like limited time quests or, you know, something that you can only do during this period that lets you earn very unique items yes. and, you know, whatever. Um, but by and large, it's just kind of a thing where it's like, hey, you're playing this game already. Now they're, you know, jack-o'-lanterns everywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. like, one of the things I loved, so I played World of Warcraft a lot whenever I was younger. Yeah. One of the things I loved oh, about I, their I Halloween event, <laughs> one of the things I loved about their Halloween event was there was a Headless Horseman boss. Um, and he would, like, he would essentially, like, there were there were a collection of, like, six i'm kind of pulling the number out of my butt but like say there were like six villages or whatever that he would kind of target randomly at different points during the day you could be out questing and all of a sudden hear him laughing overhead and he would descend on this village and just ransack it and then it was like people had to fight him and you would fight him and you would get like special loot like his sword or his like pumpkin head helmet or like potentially his horse mounts like stuff like that but it was very much a thing where it was like it was that like for new players who were just happening to play during that time it was like just shocking like all of a sudden you're hearing this maniacal laughter out in the forest and you have no idea where it's coming it's from or what's going on right um but yeah i mean and overwatch did that really well i mean obviously yeah. like at this point overwatch like um, a lot of mixed feelings. Well, I mean, Blizzard in general, I mean, we've, we've kind of talked about like Blizzard in general, like has its stuff, but even overwatch in general or overwatch as a singular thing. Overwatch is five years old at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, I love Mm -hmm. overwatch to death, but, um, even beyond having a child and having, you know, a little bit of difficulty playing just like competitive, the PVP sort of yeah. games like Overwatch has had the disadvantage. I mean, not necessarily a disadvantage that was like put on it, but like it's, it's been, it's become a little long in the tooth in that, like some of these events, like their, um, you know, uh, Junkenstein's revenge, yeah. I think is their mm-hmm. Halloween, you know, like yeah. it's the same sort of thing year after year. So like the first couple of years or like the first year, it's like, whoa, this is amazing. And then the second year, it's like, yes, it's back. I've, I've missed this so much. But then on year five, it's like, okay, we've done this. Like, I get I it. They're new skins. Yeah. But that's kind of just, you know, and so it, it is that kind of mix. Like, you know, how much is, I don't know, because I, I never really felt that way with World of Warcraft, even though it was like year after year, it was even yeah. less variation. Right. But like. You know, I mean, it's, 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 it's a tough balance. It's, it's, it's one of those things where I've always kind of landed in the place where it's like, honestly, I love the atmosphere more than anything. Yeah. And I think the, that was kind of the biggest thing with Overwatch was like, in most cases, like, I think there may have been a map or two that it was like, it got dark, but by and large, like you could 
you could hop in and play and yeah. never know that there yeah. was anything Halloween going on. Um, and I think that that's kind of the biggest thing is like, if, if we're going to have like the events, like I wanted to be just all encompassing. Like every map is dark. Yeah. Every, I, I, like, you know, like let's just go, let's, let's I need get it, in it. I need it to be all in for it. Yeah. Like either yeah. my coach cross country, high school coach would always tell us either. It's so cliche. Now that I'm trying to go, it was all out or get out. It was like, unless you can give me everything you got, I don't want you to give me anything that you have there. Right. And, and so that's how I feel about it. It's just either do it or don't kind of a yeah. thing. Don't, don't just halfway yeah. do it. Yeah. So, yeah. Which I mean, even more so nowadays with, cause I mean, back whenever I was younger, it was like, okay, I have this one game, like it's fine. But now, like if I'm going to play a persistent game where it's like, well, I have to play, I have to choose to continue playing this yes. or play something new. Like it's not that I don't think there are plenty of games worth playing over and over and over again it's just like you know i'm busy i need yeah. i need that reason i need something actually like not even tangible just like something to really keep me engaged and if it is a thing where it's like hey i'm in the halloween spirit if i'm not getting just like constant injections of halloween into my veins then i might just move on i don't know yeah um but yeah i mean so you uh so kingdom hearts uh yes. that 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 was a big one do you have any other games that you know you kind of kind of get so, you in that halloween spirit that, one, that was uh kind of the game i played a lot when i was younger for halloween as i got into middle schoolish area early high school i played you know call of duty like any young kid um black ops came out played a lot a lot of zombies with friends and i i remember distinctly remember playing a lot during Halloween, we would go over to this one friend's house. We would do like four person like co-op and just kind of roll with it or two person sometimes, depending on who all was there and who was wanting to play. But okay. a, a big thing that I did um, just on my own was uh, Red Dead Redemption Undead Nightmare. Yes. And yeah. I never I don't think I ever actually beat Undead Nightmare. Um, but I, I never remember, even actually played Red Dead Nightmare, Undead Nightmare, Red well, Dead I, Nightmare Redemption. I played it a lot, but uh, I never like actually did the story. I would just run around and just you know kill zombies, and it was super fun. Yeah. It was it was kind of scary um, because uh, if I remember right, they are they're they're not uh, Walking Dead zombies. It's more World War yeah, they were like they were like the flash sprinting after yeah. you on horseback. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it was world war Z esque, but regardless, yeah. it was a lot of fun. Um, just, uh, uh, I feel weird saying like mowing them down, but it, it was a good, like frightening, like cat and mouse yeah. game with a lot of yeah. it, with it being more, um, less cat. They're the cat and I'm the mouse most of the time. Um, yeah. but I remember I would, I would toss that on just because I'm like, well, it's Halloween. Like maybe like I should toss on like something a little scary. And that was always just a good go-to because I love Red Dead Redemption and this is just a fun yeah. little like flavor for it that somehow never really like got to me. Uh, I think it's cause I just knew the map so well and like knew the game mm -hmm. so well by the time I like moved over to the undead nightmare that I just felt confident with it. But played that a good bit, and it was yep. a lot, a lot of fun. Well, and it also, 
I mean, I don't know the exact like framing of it in Red Dead Redemption, but I mean, if I remember correctly, like it was even in the game, it was framed as like, oh, this is a fever dream. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just, not. I mean, it's it's very much like, you know, it's not because in the in that expansion DLC, whatever, like main characters are turning into zombies and yeah. like you're mm-hmm. killing them and stuff like it's very much framed as this is just a it's like, very this is a nightmare this is it's very camp this, very campy right. and that and i feel like that helps to some extent because you are able to kind of separate it out and just be like okay you know it's not real it's not real yeah. like as you're in the corner just you know it's with my pump action can, shotgun like yeah. everything's fine everything's fine you yeah know, nothing's um, gonna go wrong yeah um yeah i mean the those are my big ones at least yeah i you know my i think my big one my other big one around the time ironically kind of like given our conversation um just about like not really digging on horror like um alan wake which is the remake and yeah timely because the remake just came out this month um, but for whatever reason, connected just f- hard with Alan yeah. Wake back around that time. I mean, Alan Wake came out what in like 2010 ish, 2011. Um, that sounds right. Yeah, around the same time as Red Dead and um, same era and everything. Like, but I mean, it was very much a like Stephen King horror. novel brought. To- yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a. The to big, game, not the big yeah. screen, but to the, the console, big, the big controller. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it is, it's, it is a horror game, but it was something like, it's a game that I've played through handful of times. Like, yeah. um, and I mean, I think the in, I mean, honestly, like speak, like let's, let's dig into my psyche a little bit. Like at the time, was moving into an English major, like was yeah. actively writing regularly. And the fact that it was a thing where Alan Wake, you were playing as an author yep. who was like living out the plot of an unwritten novel of his, like, and it is very Stephen King. Like it has a quote from Stephen King. It's very much kind of like connected in that vein. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I mean, it, it was something like, I think, it was one of those instances where my curiosity of like what, what was going on here? What was this world? Like who he was really kind of trumped the scariness and the horror and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, I was able to kind of like overcome it. Um, but even still, I mean, Alan Wake, like it's got its jank and it's, you know, I know I've, I've heard somewhat again, I haven't played the, remaster but you know heard people be like yeah it it feels dated like even regardless of all of that like it is a thing where at least looking back it's a game that i'm you know really really do like and is probably like if i were to sit here and say like okay what would be my go-to horror game to play for halloween it would probably like that would probably be in the top three i'd probably be like okay i have to play a game that probably is going to scare me. That would be one of them. Um, the other one of those for me being, um, until dawn, I think is, um, Mm -hmm. a, I think that is 
that's almost like a perfect camp Halloween game. Yeah. Um, it, so fun fact for everybody. Um, I actually played this in a, like I, I had a YouTube channel way back yes. long ago. Yes. I have watched and I played this game. <laughs> I played this game across, like I, I did a full playthrough of this game. Um, and honestly, like that was probably the only way that I made it. I mean, realistically, yeah. kind of like having that kind of experience where it was like, okay, I have to talk. I have to like mm-hmm. basically kind of like interact as if somebody else is here. Um, that was the thing that got me through it because like it is campy, but it is a thing where it's like it's legitimate scares and legitimate like body horror like stuff going on. Like it's a horror movie made into a game. Um, but it is such a like super massive, the direct, the, the developers of until dawn, you know, they're still coming out with games in that style, like smaller games. They recently just came out with the house of ashes, the dark pictures anthology. Yeah. Technically the dark pictures. Yeah. They have like the man of Medan, the, I can't remember the other one, but then they just came out with House of Ashes, yeah. which I think is set in like Afghanistan or so, Iraq. Like it's like very, it, yeah, it's, it's more kind of like a military kind of focused horror story. Um, and, but I mean like, yeah, it was a, it was a thing where it was legitimately like really, really felt open-ended really felt like out of a lot of the games that, feel quote unquote like your choices matter it legitimately did like it did feel like there was a lot of stuff that i could do or did do that really was kind of like potentially um up a run basically like i mean just um i think i i think i ended that game with like two people um there was like a dude with glasses and the hayden panettieri the cheerleader from um heroes yes yeah she (laughs) she she was in it and um she i think she survived too maybe i don't even know um but yeah i mean that that's probably like right up there too is like a game where i would like to go back and play that as kind of like a just a horror just uh just to do it yeah, just for fun. I mean, it like it's it is very much in that like slasher horror campy movie, very slasher, stuff, which is yeah. yeah, which is very much kind of its own little like subgenre of Halloween horror. Um, very good game, but again, like is like if it gives you any indication, listener viewer, like that that probably is my threshold. Like at that yeah. point, um, well, I say that. Um, sorry, side little tangent. Um, I would never play this game again, but also on that channel played Soma. Mm. The, I would say that is my <laughs> limits. Um, Soma was developed by the, um, same people that made the amnesia games, which for a long time were, were kind of considered like, these are some of the scariest games. Um, because it was just about like, um, descending into madness as you're yeah. like, you know, in the dark running from these things. And Soma was like that. Like it was a, it was essentially a horror walking sim where you're like figuring out puzzles and all this kind of stuff. 
um, and getting chased and caught and, you know, whatever by yeah. these horrific underwater monsters. Um, but you can't do anything about it. And you're just having to like navigate this kind of stuff. Story was, I mean, even still thought provoking, very interesting, but the, the game, like the amount of horror that I remember feeling when I was playing yeah. that game, I could not feel it again. Um, so, but, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, no, go ahead. No, as I say, to go off of those for until dawn, my, my threshold for all of this is until dawn, I played, I think through about half of it before I just had to put it down. I was like, no, yeah. I can't. This, this is, it was one of those things where, it's just like I know that this is a slasher. I know like it's yep. campy, but I know like anytime you're a decision comes up in that game, I'm like, this matters. Something's yep. gonna happen. Someone's gonna die, and uh, something's yep. gonna jump out. And I it kept happening over and over again to where I was just like, I I just can't do it. I I, yep. I, I can't. Yeah. And then for Soma, well, it's I also heard imagine. You- I mean, it's also amazing how quickly stuff. Oh. Stuff does happen. Ridiculous. I mean, it, yeah. I lost two of the of your like people in the last five seconds of that yeah. <laughs> that game. Like I had a lot of the people were on their way out of there until the very last moment of the game. They're just gone. Just half those people. Well, I know I've seen I've watched your ending and I've seen like other yep. endings is the fact that you for part of the game, a little bit of spoiler, kind of not, but you literally have to hold your controller absolutely still yeah. and almost yeah. not breathe. Otherwise, the character dies. And I'm like, oh, yep. the stress of that. Yep. I mean, you can just set it down. Don't get me wrong. But it's also one of those things of like, you'd have to move it to set it down yep. and yep. Be like, boom, you're dead. Um, and so it, that game become, it became too much to where it's just like, all right, hit circle now. All right, you hit circle. Now hit it really, 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 really quick, or they're gonna yep. die. And I'm like, yep. sorry, they just got beheaded. Tough yep. luck. Um, and it, it became a little too much for me. But again, I am a scaredy cat, listeners. So if you have a little bit more tolerance for it, it is a bit silly at times and kind of falls into a lot of cliches that are fun. But it just it became a little too much for me. If you, think yep. you can do it, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> onto um, the no, real quick onto the topic of Soma because you played it. <laughs> I, yeah. I I looked it up, read the story, and everything. They've added a mode where you can take the monsters out of the game oh and just experience God. the story that is there. So I think I fact. do remember do remember hearing about that because um, everything I've read about the game, it is absolutely horrifying. Um, yeah, but yeah. taking that out makes it sound far more accessible where it just yep. you can solve the puzzles you can experience the story you don't have to worry about being hunted and eaten alive well in the story itself i mean it's a different kind of horror but is kind of horrifying oh <laughs> yeah no it, worth, it's also very is scary worth, yeah is worth having a little bit of that experience even if it's just like okay i can't handle it just at least like I want to be horrified in an existential way. Yeah, exactly. Um, then yeah, go absolutely go play Soma, experience that story because it's um, something else. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. The only thing I was going to say, sorry, it was, it was a, it was a tangent. I was, um, for anybody, um, do you care if I spoil the end of heavy rain here for a second for like a minute? Oh, I, Just, I, I know the end of heavy rain. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Spoilers for anybody who for hasn't heavy played rain heavy incoming. rain, yeah, um, skip ahead like a, a minute. It's it's going to be very quick. I just want to... Do two to be safe. Yeah, I'm going to... Mainly it's to kind of further illustrate the fact of like how quick stuff can happen. But I remember being at the end of that game, yeah. you have your son had been yes. held by the origami killer in this warehouse. Yeah. And there's like a police standoff. You're there there at this point like you've been playing four characters you're playing yes. the dad the woman lady the detective and then or the like fbi agent yeah. guy and then the detective who's actually the killer the, yeah who's the origami killer yeah. yeah and it was this very simple like here are these button presses you're like the agents and the detective are fighting each other on the roof and like the dad is standing there in front of the warehouse and they think like he may be the killer so they have guns pointed at him so you're supposed to like you're essentially like quote unquote playing as the woman who's on a motorcycle and i remember you're like driving you're going to try and like distract the police or something and she i missed the button press she yep. falls off her bike. Yes. They shoot the dad. Yep. The detective gets like yeeted straight into this like meat grinder and oh, dies. God. Yeah. And the killer gets away. Mm -hmm. And the you killer. You got the worst possible ending. Yeah. The killer, like, so much so, like, the killer comes to the dad's grave right next to his son and it's just basically like man that sucks yeah <laughs> just as like and i like none of that would have happened had i like five five minutes went by and all of a sudden yeah. the game was ruined and it's like <laughs> this this sucks this, this, yeah. this, this is not what i wanted which I, I mean, at the end of the day, isn't that life? I mean, that's that's. Just I mean, sure. <laughs> one times, one yes. bad decision, and then you're just. I mean, that's that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, let let let's move on. Like, uh, Heavy Rain isn't isn't scary. That's a happy game. We don't need to mm. talk about that. Um, but while we're on the topic of Halloween, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, moving, I guess, kind of moving the chronological timeline for mm -hmm. me, and mm -hmm. so moving into college. Sophomore year, there was this game that came out that I still yes. have to yes. this day. Yes, uh, known yep. as PT. Mm -hmm. um, did you ever play PT, Chris? I didn't play PT. Um, I I well, still have. I have. Yeah, it. I. You can't get it anymore. Yeah, and, and that's the that is the downside. Like I've never felt regret in not having PT, but I have the. Like I still have my launch PS4, like old yeah. jet engine PS4. I could have downloaded PT. Mm -hmm. I had the option of downloading PT. I never downloaded PT. And it, so that console, despite being eight years old, does not have a downloaded or downloadable version of PT. 
available to it. So, so I, I have it on my PS4 Pro. I downloaded it before, and I had it on an external hard drive that I just now mm-hmm. have it on. Um, if we're talking about like horrifying games, um, that is number one for me. Okay, and it's not even a game. It PT stands for playable trailer. If you don't know yep. what it is, yep. it was a, a Hideo Kojima game that was going to star Norman Reedus. Um, that was going to be the next Silent Hill game that got scrapped, and eventually we have Death Stranding now. Yeah. Um, it's kind of where that's confused to. with the other Hideo Kojima game starring Norman Reedus. Yes. So, but it came out, and I remember my roommate came in because he had an Xbox. He was like, Hey, I've, I was reading up, I found there's this game, it's like this demo called PT. It's supposed to be super scary. Um, can I play it on your PlayStation? I'm like, Yeah, sure, I'll watch. You know, two hours goes by, and I'm uh, and no other way to put it, I'm shitting my pants. Um, it is a psychological horror unlike yep. any other I have come across. Um, and so, you know, it, it starts off with you going, you know, through this hallway. You go down, you through, mm-hmm. click one time, you come through that bottom basement door and you're opening up the door that you walk through. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. You come across, doors opening, doors opening. You look down. It's like there's a little like kid shuts closed door at the end of the hall opens. Mike. Okay, interesting. I don't like this. You go down to the end of the hall again. You cycle back. You go back through, and eventually um, you come across it at one point to where it's. Um, you turn the corner and there's a man standing under like the spotlight, and you can hear like this fridge like shaking and that's when i was like no this is this is not what i signed up for my friend this is not what i wanted uh i don't know how i feel about this he's like oh no we're we're in deep now kind of a thing and it just goes on to this biggest horrifying mind thriller and i'll never forget the radio is playing over um, the events that are that have happened. A murder has happened at this house, and the the radio broadcast is giving you what's already happened as you're walking through this nightmare. And it becomes to uh-huh. one point to where if you don't figure out the puzzle, because it turns into where you have to solve a puzzle each time you're getting through towards the end. Before it's just experiences you have to like in layman's terms, almost just you know. Um, suck it up and walk through because at one point all the lights go out. <laughs> it's that one yep. time where you see the man under the spotlight. As soon as you take a step down the hall, the lights go out and you, you just have to walk through. You just walk Come. straight all the way through and you come back out the other side and it's just like, oh. And then, uh, but the it's playing and it gets to the point where if you don't solve the puzzle, it's like, don't look behind you, is what the radio voice says. It's like, don't look behind you. <laughs> Don't look behind you kind of a thing. And the door shut on the other end to where it's just, well, I have to turn around if I want to solve this puzzle. But it's telling you, don't look behind you. Yeah. Don't. And eventually it's just like, well, I have to. And immediately like you just, you eat it. And it's this most horrifying disfigured, like this looks like this woman had died weeks ago, like face rotted. Yeah. All that's to say is, so I played that kind of when it came out. And then for Halloween, me and all the roommates played through it again. We did it again. And I'm like, okay, that's, that, that was awful. That was really, really bad. 
Um, and then I started going over to like this group of friends house and this was during October and I get there, we're hanging out and it gets tonight and they're like, Oh wait, Corey, this is your first time hanging out here. I'm like, yeah. They're like, Oh, we, we, we've had a rule over the past couple of weeks. Whenever someone comes here for the first time, they have to play this game. I'm like, yeah, what's, what's it called? <laughs> they're like, it's PT. Have you heard of it? I'm like, Oh, you guys. Um, and so I, I had to play PT and sure enough, left. And sure enough, um, for the it was much easier when there was like twelve people playing it together. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it turned into a thing of every time I'm over there, someone new's there, and they're like, "Oh, we're playing PT," and I'm like, "Why? This is like, <laughs> what is wrong with you people?" Um, I'm still friends with some of them, but not all of them anymore because yeah. of this. With, and it turned yeah. into a thing with, where, with good reason. Yeah, I, I've played PT probably about twelve to fifteen times now, Chris, and I will tell you what, it is still unquestionably the most horrifying game I've ever played. The blood for the fridge where it's dripping blood, spazzing mad. There's eyes all over the wall. Blood's being written on the wall. You're being stalked by this dead woman. There's a fetus in the sink. I'm like, this is nightmare fuel. Um, yeah. I'm sorry if there's any like trigger warnings during that. I should have specified before that, but if you've never played it, look up any like let's play or anything like that and just go experience the nightmare of this game because it's only like 12 trips through the hallway it's only like 12 but it's all about can you psychologically get yourself through those 12 trips (laughs) and i will tell you what uh, the first two you're good three on it's rough yeah oh my gosh so that is a halloween that i have fond memories of because I've played it a lot, played it multiple Halloweens with people. Um, the experience of it, the game itself, I'm like, oh, I have it on my PlayStation. I doubt I will ever boot it up again, willingly, and or yeah. by myself. Yeah. Um, so that well, is in, a Halloween story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is. And, and that was the big thing. I mean, I knew. I knew I couldn't handle it like that and that's the big thing it's like the it's a it wasn't a like yeah i there were puzzles there were things to actually complete but by and large it was a it was a teaser and it was kind of like a set piece to kind of like promote a future silent hills game yeah um and so like yeah it was a thing where it was like okay I don't really even feel the like, I mean, you, you had the social aspect where it was, yeah. okay, people are, people are making you play it. You're experiencing it these multiple times for me. It would have just been like, I am willfully choosing to shit myself over and over and over exactly. again and like yeah. alone in a room and like that has <laughs> little appeal to me. So, um, so yeah, I, I chose not to play that and even still do not regret it. Now, you know, will there come a day where my daughter buys like a PS4 off of eBay for $2,000 that has been listed? It'll be mine. It'll be, it'll be yours, Corey. You'll approach my daughter and be like, Hey, buy my PS4. 
<laughs> and <laughs> I mean, I didn't mean it in a creepy way, Corey. I just meant it yeah, like I know. just in general, like in a bright lit mall. Yes. Um, on a Saturday afternoon, <laughs> and she for like whatever the equivalent of TikTok is, is like watch my dad play this ancient ass game on this old console and watch him like poop his pants on camera. Like that would be the only time that that actually happens. Probably who knows? I don't know. Maybe I'll get on a wild hair and just want to like break mentally at some point. Who knows? Um, as if I need a reason, but (laughs) I can't imagine a full game. It got canceled. It got canceled because Kojima and Konami fell out. Um, which led to Kojima Productions. And so then they just pulled it out altogether. I can't imagine what a full game like that would be. It would undoubtedly be the most horrifying game to have ever been made because that is considered as probably about an hour and a half trailer altogether, which is pretty long. For Once you get through it a couple of times, once you know what you're doing, it only takes probably like 30 to 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um. Again, it's all about that like psych- psychological push. I can't yeah. imagine a full like ten hour game like that though. It, I, yeah. I I could never stomach such a thing. Yeah. Well, and and I would be interested. Um, if you are a listener and you are into the Silent Hill series of games, l- I mean, let us know what you think about. PT like yeah. what, like what's your perspective on the scary level because like I mean Silent Hill in general is very psychological like yeah. I I mean that whole series I've never had the interest in touching because I know that it's very psychological and very just like pretty difficult to handle if you're not in that like if you're not in that sphere of interest um so I am interested in, I mean, I'm sure I could just Google it and see, but you know, I'm interested in, I'm interested in people's yeah. perspectives, like actual people, like where, where you land, because yeah, I mean, it could very well be a thing where somebody who's really into Silent Hill, they could, I mean, had Silent Hills been a thing, they could just been like, yeah, you know, this is it's my jam. not the worst, yeah. but it's not, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not the scariest, but it's not, I mean, it's. It got me a couple of times. Like, who knows? Who knows what that would have looked like for somebody? Um, for me, it would have broke me um, emotionally and spiritually. And uh, it I it broke me. Handled it. it broke me probably the first three times uh, I went through yeah. it. Of just like, I can't sleep. I cannot sleep. Um, and then at some point, it just became a part of you. And now, then at some point, I'm like, I've seen the maddening hallway too many times where you. Just, <laughs> There comes a point where you're just running the hallway over and over. Not like through the doors. It's just you turn, turn. Mm-hmm. There's eyes on the wall. Like the radio's playing. It's like turning like blood red around you. I'm like, it, 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 it's awful. It, oh, God. Um, but. So, yeah. So to, to steer us very far. Very far. In the other direction from that. Um. What I mean, one of pretty much like the I mean, I would say my Halloween game of choice, like a game that I like. I don't know how to phrase it, Um, like the game that the moment October began. Yes, I would play it ritualistically for years. Yeah. Um. 
costume quest. Sorry. Yes. Costume quest. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. I, <clears throat> okay. So costume quest for anybody who is not aware, um, game developed by double fine, the people behind, uh, most recently psychonauts two, um, also coincidentally behind the psychonauts one, um, they, made costume quest i think i think it was like just kind of so from what i understand double fine does this thing or did this thing in the past where it was like okay for two weeks our teams are just going to kind of like come up with a game like we're just going to let them we're going to take a break everybody's just kind of like going to play around with some ideas and they would kind of pitch these. Uh, sorry if I'm butchering this. Anybody who's who is more familiar with this than I am, but like from what I understand, like they would then pitch these games to like just everybody and be like, "Hey, we yeah. want like th- look at this." Like, well, and I I think this game was a result of that. Like, it okay. was just this kind of like That's pretty cool, you know? Yeah, it was it was one of those that was just kind of like pitched, and they were like, "Whoa!" Like, let's actually. Let's do this. Let's make this kind of thing. Like, um, and it's very like if you look at even like a game like Psychonauts, like it's significantly lower budget. It's I yeah. mean, there's um it it comes back to the Halloween charm for me. Like it is a game where you are playing as one of two twins. There's a boy and a girl, and you have just moved to this town and you're going out trick-or-treating. Mm-hmm. And the one of the twins that you do not pick gets kidnapped by these like goblin type guys who are out trying to collect all the candy in the neighborhood to give back to their boss. And so you're on a quest to rescue your sibling. Um, And the big thing with the game is like a lot of these encounters that you're running into are like, Literally, so I mean, you're having to collect candy to be able to do certain things. So you're having to go door to door knock, and like some doors, it's just like, oh, it's an adult, and they're like, ha, like here's some candy, like whatever. And then some doors, it's a goblin monster because he's in there stealing the candy, and he's like, what are you doing here? Why are you trying to take my candy? I'm gonna fight you. And so then you get into these like very rudimentary, um, JRPG, yeah, like turn based, yeah combat battles where like whatever costume your character is wearing you turn into that like yeah and there are collectible costumes like there are optional costumes there are all these kind of things like um they're at it and so like you can be a robot or maybe you're a unicorn or maybe you're a black cat or maybe you're a ninja or maybe you're a spaceman or um and they have like you know they it's it's a lot of it's for flair like they do have like an like I think the unicorn has a healing move and this character has like an AOE attack. And so like there there is some stuff there. Yeah. But by and large, it's just kind of like it's for flavor. You're just kind of fighting. Um, but it is the most like you're in a neighborhood getting candy, you're in like a mall with like a costume contest, you're at like a small town with like a fall festival at one point. Um and a lot of it's just, I mean, it it is very much like kid suburban 
kid energy. Yeah. Where it's just, I mean, like everything is set up the the environment telling like you're going around and like they're having this bobbing for apples thing over here. And here are these like bullies dressed up as mummies who are like stealing this stuff. And like these guys over here, they're having this, like they're really into American history and they're all dressing up as like old presidents and old American, like, memorabilia and stuff and like it's this private party that they're having over at this house and like you know it's all this like it just there's a lot of character and i mean legitimately four years after this game came out it was like because i mean you could play it through in like a sitting or two yeah it was very quick and so it'd be like okay october hits october 1st halloween time let's go i would costume quest i would just Right. I would play through it and loved it to death. Have not played it again in a few years, but very good game. If you are at all, if that jives with you, if your brand of Halloween is Nickelodeon specials, kids and candy and costumes, costume quest, play it. I don't know where you can play it right now. Honestly, probably on Xbox Game it's, Pass. It's probably on Game yeah, Pass. It's it might not be on Game Pass. It might be. I don't know. Um, but if it is I'll not, it I mean, Double Fine is owned by Microsoft now, and at the very least, you can buy like the 360 version and play it backwards compatibility lead through the Xbox One S, Xbox Series X. Whatever there, whatever it is. It's on um, Steam. You can, There's a costume quest. It's on two. Steam. What? There's a costume quest. Yep. Three. There's a costume quest. Three. Yeah. What? No. You can get costume I have quest. Costume quest two. You can get costume quest two on the PlayStation Store right now. Yeah, I've I've played it. I I wasn't sure if it was on PS4. I knew costume it's quest two Switch, came out. I think. Um. No, only Costume Quest There's 2 not is on a Switch. Costume Quest 3. Hush. Oh, I did forget. You know that they have a Costume Quest um, TV show on Amazon? No, I did not. Yeah, they do. It is. Well, I haven't actually watched it. Never. Don't, don't, don't quote me on that. Okay. Um, yeah, Costume Quest 3 does not exist, you dum-dum. Well, I was scrolling, and it, it one of the <laughs> options when you type in Costume <laughs> Quest is Costume Quest 3. So sorry I didn't do my immediate due diligence. I was like, oh, there, well, there's the third one. <laughs> um, my bad. Yeah, here's, here's an article about why there should be a Costume Quest 3, which I agree. I mean, like, Costume Quest 2, again, like, or additionally, play Costume Quest 2. It's also very yeah. good. And it expands. I think it's, 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 I mean, it's different. It's a bigger version of costume quest one and does kind of expand a lot of things there. Um, same type of humor. So, I mean, if you like the first one, you'll like the second one a lot. It's just different. Like to me, it was just, it was like, okay, I still prefer costume quest one. I think the, I think it kind of comes back to the same Nino Cooney versus Nino Cooney (laughs) two. Is Nino Kuni 2 the better Nino Kuni? Probably. Do I like it better than the first? No. No. So, 
I yeah. think it's the I think it's that same kind of argument that's going on. Costume Quest Two, Costume Fair. Quest One, Costume Quest Three. Apparently, go play it. Uh, yeah, enjoy run the it. Walk Love to it your, to your nearest Xbox and um, play that game. Uh, what else you got for me, Corey? What else is your uh, is your Halloween spewing out? So the, I did this last year and I really enjoyed it. Um, it's not quite a Halloween game, but it fits mm-hmm. a little bit. I played The Outer Wilds last October for the first time. Okay, wow. And um, while it's not super scary, it does have a bit of, uh, I, I would go with that returnal, like, eerie feel. Um, yeah. The soundtrack is phenomenal. If you haven't listened to yeah. the soundtrack, go find it. Toss on the Outer Wilds soundtrack, and it is a pure, cozy vibe. Yeah, it's incredible, but I would say it's very, very cosmic Appalachia, if you will. Banjos in space, basically, I mean, is the is yeah. the mood of of Outer Wilds. It's one of those things where, like, as soon as you get in the spaceship and you leave Timberhearth and you are flying in space, it is kind of one of those moments of like, I'm alone in space, you know. Yep. And as you travel to each of the, like the moon, the other planets, there are spots where you go underground or like under the water and you are just absolutely alone. You are like traversing through these underground ruins by yourself. No one's there. It's dark. You have a flashlight. You're running on oxygen. You hear and your guy breathe and it gets very unsettling. You come across like this old skeleton, stuff like that. Or. Yep. You're under the water trying to like make it under these. Um, I don't want to spoil that puzzle, but there's points like that where you're just like, well, that yeah. was uncomfortable. Yeah. Or you're in this old, old fortress with this like weird, like moving stuff. You're trying to solve this puzzle. There's like this, not there, but like you come across like this alien and like one point of it. And it's just all very eerie as you're trying to essentially discover like the origin point of like this galaxy in this universe. Um, and while it is a, it was a comfort game at times. I was just like this. I am a little, it was never like, Oh, I'm scared, but I was always just like, uh, you kind of had that butterfly feeling in your stomach of like, I'm very uncomfortable right now. I'm very unsettled. And yeah, it, it helps to know. Yeah. I highly recommend playing it. There's no enemies in the game. The only enemy is the physics of the game. Um, yeah. But so I, I highly recommend going and playing it. It's worth like solving the puzzles. It's very rewarding. There's nothing hunting you. There's like no, like I said, nothing like bad there. It's just uncomfortable at times but it plays it well along with the very hopeful soundtrack and like empowering soundtrack that comes in some of its more um discomforting moments so highly recommend and i i mean i agree it's um i played it earlier this year Mm -hmm. um and it yeah it it definitely does have like a, it, and I think a lot of it's the isolationist kind yeah, you, of nature. You're by yourself, it, like almost all of it. Yeah, yeah, and it feels very just kind of like it feels isolating. You feel alone. You feel like 
unsettled, you're uncovering like secrets and all these things. And it can be, I it's mean, a race against it, the clock. Yeah. Um, so you do feel like you're not, you know, you're kind of like plunging into scenarios, um, like some of these dark parts of space and these planets and kind of like just this, some of this unknown that you're really like being thrown into immediately. You're not able to kind of like take a moment, grace, like, you know, do your, do your due diligence and kind of figure things out. It's very like you have to, you just have to have to go. Um, so yeah, I agree. Very like, I mean, like atmosphere wise, not really scary, but no, you know, I get, I get the kind of spooky, spooky vibes to it. I was having played it myself. Yeah. That was sufficiently kind of unsettled playing through it and uneasy. Yeah. Um, I think, but yeah, what, no, go ahead. I have one more thing. Um, and it goes back to Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, I played okay. Valhalla last like Christmas in January, so I don't really quite count this, but it was a really fun side quest in the game. You go to an area uh, in, in England and experience, quote unquote, the origins of Halloween. Um, everyone's okay. wearing like odd skulls oh, and yes. black dress and you like go around yep. and are essentially like trick or treating kind of a thing. Yes. And that yes. is a is a very fun part of the game. There's like one point where you have to like keep yep. like the guys up the whole time because you're being hunted. Um, yep. And yeah, it was it was really, really cool. I really enjoyed it and it stuck with me. Um, yep. And I can't I have to go back and like re like play most of the game to like replay that but it's one of those things of like you know that was really really cool so if you've been playing valhalla and you haven't got to that go out i believe it's on the west side of the map i can't remember exactly where it's at um mm-hmm. but if you find it you'll know you'll know when it's happening and just do it. <laughs> if you find it, you'll know. Yeah, I mean, you, you until you, then, just keep looking. No, you know right away when it's happening. Kind of yeah. a thing. It's not yeah. one of those things where it's like, oh, you get a little ways in. Oh, this was this is no. It's like out the gate. Yeah. Like they're celebrating like pagan this pagan holiday that is yeah. Halloween. It's like the like the Harvest King or whatever. Yes, yeah, like the Harvest King or sa- yeah that they're sacrificing in a big yeah wicker man yeah. Um, yeah, I remember that. I liked that. A yeah, lot. I, I liked it a lot. It, it was really cool. It's a lot of fun. Any other, like any other fall Halloween, just, I mean, even outside of Halloween, what, what is a good, what's something fallish oh. that like mm. gets you in the, I mean, that's, that's Halloween adjacent, you know, because like, yeah, I'm, I imagine you're the same way. I'm not like the, the orange and black, like constant aesthetic is not the. Is no. is also not a huge Halloween thing for me. Like for me, it is that matching like hay rides, scarecrows, yeah. dudes in flannel with yes. straw hats. Yes, like, please. You know, yeah. Also, also probably called a scarecrow. Um, I mean, there is that. like <laughs> the um, that like there's a, there's a fall aesthetic that I think yeah. pairs very well with halloween um what else what what else about that like do you really get into i think off the top of my head i have a couple things um i'm gonna sound very pretentious saying this but Mm -hmm. also i mean i'm a big like seasonal beer drinker yep 
in terms of like during the summer, it's like a lot of blonde ales, a lot of just light beers, yeah. um, some like IPAs and all that, which none of those are particularly my favorite. I love, love like a Guinness. Uh, I drink this uh, Wurzensteiner, like Dunkel. Um, yep. There's a local brewery where I get their Irish dry sale. I love a dark beer. And kind of okay. October 1st is like, oh, it is dark beer season that I can now drink till theoretically March. And that's what yep. I will do. Um, okay. And so that really fits the season for me. Mold wine. I love, 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 love mold wine. Um, I, I don't know that I've ever had mold wine. I'll make some Maybe for I you. Have. Not that I'll, I've known. Not that I know of anyway. I will make some and bring it to you. And uh, love Harry Potter during this time. Like, you know, we, we've had our discussion on that. And it's kind of, it's one of those things, like you said, separating the creator from the works and like what the work has yep. done for me. And I, it fits the season really well. Uh, love some cider right now. Just any type. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I'm big for fall for me is also a big time to like rewatch stuff. That I really like. So, I mean, we're talking like Game of Thrones, like some of my favorite episodes I'll go watch, or Lord of the Rings. Um, okay. Big fantasy vibes definitely come in yeah. during fall. Yeah, I get that. For me. And it just, it feels right. Um, so, I'll, I'll toss on stuff like that, or I'll watch like some like medieval movies, you know, um, Braveheart. Um, I really, it came out a couple of years ago. It was Outlaw King um, on Netflix. So, yeah, that's the Robert the Bruce one. It, um, it, had, it has that like black and white looking title card or. Yeah. Does it? Am I thinking uh, of that? I think you're. <laughs> I think I've no. had. You're thinking, if you're I'm thinking, thinking of. of the, you're thinking of like the last duel that's coming out like now. That's like the black and white title card. No, I'm not thinking of the last duel. What's it called? It may just be called The King. What's the out, what's Outlaw King? Outlaw King is uh, Robert the Bruce, and after the death of William Wallace, it is the Scottish king essentially ascending, <laughs> not ascending to the English throne, but retaking the Scottish throne, and his line eventually taking the English throne a couple of generations down. But he was okay. a rebel king, the Outlaw King. Okay. Um, so apparently I am thinking of The King from 2019 starring uh one Timothy Chamelay. Oh, you mean Timothy Chamelay and Timothy uh, um Chevrolet or Timothy Charlemagne? Yes. Yes. Um, um Oh, Timmy. Yes, no. That is Timmy a great movie as well. Chardonnay. Um yeah, um, oh, that's that's, that's what I was thinking of. That's a um, that's a good movie. Him and that's King Him and the new Batman. Yeah. Um Robert Pattinson that, that was the one I was who about. plays like the weird French king. Um, yeah. that's a good movie though. I enjoyed that. <clears throat> that's uh but, the story that's the tale of King Henry the Fifth, which is a very yes. interesting one. I, I go read it, um, listener. It's I don't know, it's a curious his death is curious, so I would like to, I still, I haven't watched that either. I mean, I made that entire point to say, like, I have that on my list to yeah. watch. <laughs> I just haven't watched it. So I'm also not familiar with the I'll tell King. You, I'll tell you but, what I'll do. I'll you know. make some mold wine. I'll bring it over. <clears throat> we'll watch the King. We'll, we'll watch the King. We yep. should. 
Um, But yeah, so stuff like that. That's really like I kind of do that all through like Christmas. But October is when I really start digging in to that. Yeah. Yeah. But that's kind of which is when you Halloween. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of when you. I mean, I'm kind of the same way. Like we at least where we are. I mean, we're lucky if it starts to feel like fall before Halloween. Um, Which it has this year. Thankfully. Yeah. This year we've, we've, we've done pretty well um, in that regard. The, but you know, all that being, we rarely ever hit fall, fall feeling atmosphere before October. You know, it's not, we're not in the lead up of like September getting there. Um, So yeah, I mean, October is kind of that first time where you can actually like, feel like you can start to enjoy some of those things. Um, so yeah, I mean like the big things for me kind of land in that. Like I, I love a good cider. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like it's a specifically this time of year, but I'm a big coffee person. Um, so it is nice to drink, you know, having coffee like and not sweat. Yeah. Yeah. Having hot coffee, um, on a cold morning or on a cold night or like having just the ability to, um, you know, when, when I worked at a coffee shop, like I remember, I mean, there were mornings where I was going to open and it was single digits Yeah, and like, it felt very Christmassy or very like, very like festive fall like yeah. to be like drinking coffee. Like, I mean, there would be times where we were just dead slow and I would grab a cup of coffee and I would stand like, I would just stand outside in front of the store and just, and just enjoy it. Like just enjoy having coffee just outside. You know, I mean, it it was very much a mood that, um, I miss sometimes. I mean, it's not like I don't have a porch and can't enjoy it myself now, but like, I know it's a, it, yeah. I mean, it's a very specific thing. Like it, it is a, um, it's a, you know, having those sort of festive drinks, whether it's a dark beer or a cider or mulled wine or whatever, like, you know, there is something special about just having that time where it's like, okay, I look forward to this. This is, this is that moment. This is that time of year. This is when we're enjoying it. And like, there is something, special about it even if you drink it year round you know even if you have beer all year round or you have coffee like just having that special like now we're doing it again kind of like let's round out the theme same thing you know you're playing this game but now it's halloween you're watching this thing now it's halloween Mm -hmm. you're drinking this thing now it's it's halloween Halloween. now it's now it's fall now it's halloween now it's festive and that's what matters um yeah i mean those i i agree i I love a lot of that stuff. The other, you know, besides like specials and, you know, I like a number of Halloween ish movies, um, kids kind of movies, your hocus pocus, your haunted mansions, your paranormans and stuff like that. Um, the other big ones for me are, um, Ray Bradbury books. Yeah. Um, I think, Ray Bradbury kind of like straddles a very fine line of having a lot of his books are very kind of Halloweeny, creepy while still being like almost kind of like kids books in a way. Um, and most notably like the ones that come to mind, uh, the Halloween tree 
and um, Something Wicked This Way Comes are two that um, he wrote that are very... The Halloween tree, obviously, is about Halloween. Like, it's very... um, I, I think it's like, it's a group of kids... Sorry, it's been a while. The it's a group of kids who are one of their friends goes missing and they're essentially like being taken along this journey that leads them through like Halloween from different cultures. Like they essentially kind of like yeah. journey through this tree that takes them to different cultures, essentially that lets them kind of examine like Halloween in Mexico and Halloween in Egypt. And, yeah. and it's very much kind of like, you know, an examination of Halloween. Um, something wicked this way comes is very like is also how I think it takes place right around Halloween. Um, but it's like a creepy, like these kids encounter like this traveling mysterious carnival that comes into their like Midwestern town right before Halloween. And like the carnival barker, like apparently is like granting everybody's wish and Mm. like it's it has this very like um again it's kind of this thing like it's not where stephen king is like i mean that could be like the setup to a stephen king story but stephen king's would go super dark and heavy and like descends into madness right this does kind of like not quite cross that line where it's like okay it's got creepy vibes but it is it's more kind of aimed at being like a kids yeah sort of or maybe not kids but like a young adults level thing where yeah. it's like okay it's gonna be creepy it's a good like fall time halloween story without being like a horror like it's gonna make you stay up at night forever um but yeah i mean if you like halloween books and um Ray Bradbury's great. Neil Gaiman is also great. Yeah. Um, the graveyard book. I love it's, it is also kind of aimed toward kids, but it's a little boy who is raised by the ghosts of the local cemetery. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, he's a human boy learning like life and things from ghosts in this graveyard. And like, it's, um, you know, it very much kind of straddles the line of like having kind of a fantasy element, mm-hmm. obviously, of having the ghost. But it is also kind of a I mean, it's a coming of age tale of a boy growing up and kind of the navigating some of those struggles and stuff. Very good. Very poignant. Very interesting. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. One of nice. my one of my yeah. favorite Neil Gaiman books um, and very, you know, very, very timely. Um, yeah. But yeah, Corey, I mean, Halloween is a. I think in general is just a big, big vibe that's difficult to like. I mean, it's something that you feel in so many different ways and you can't. I mean, I think the thing that we're kind of illustrating here is like there's no one way to feel it. No, you just you just feel it. Whatever feels like Halloween, you just do it. You go hard. I mean, we have, I think, similar like views on Halloween. We have like different like likes with it, different, slightly different thresholds. But, you know. It yep. is ultimately it's one of those holidays where there is no wrong way to celebrate. I mean, I kind of feel that for most every holiday, but Halloween especially, there yep. is no however you wish to kind of go for it, whether that be playing very cozy games, very not cozy games at all, you know, stepping into movies, stepping out of your comfort zone, however you're feeling yep. it, like 
keep the spoopy season going in the spoopiest way that you want it to be spoopy. Yep. Yeah. But I mean, for lack of just circling this bend all over again, I mean, I think that that's our show today, right. Mr. Corey. I mean, like, I think we, I think we exhausted We've the well of every home. nail. You know, we talked about. Yeah, we we did it. Um, Corey, where where can our friends and uh, fellow listeners and viewers and fans where where can they find you? Where are you, you vulnerable most on the internet for them to haunt you? You can find me at on Instagram at hash slinging thrasher. You will see me, my wife's um, couple's Halloween costume this uh, Sunday evening. If you tune in, <laughs> this is exciting. Oh yeah, you know it's going to be a grand reveal. Um, it'll be fun. I'm very excited. Uh, so you can find me there at Instagram. You can find me on Twitter at stay thrashy and you can find our Twitter arcade cozy at arcade underscore cozy on Twitter. Now, yes, sir Monroe, yes. where can we find yeah. you on the social medias? Um, we also have the arcade cozy Instagram account has been again, um, somewhat, inactive for any listener we we have gained a little bit of followers some of the listeners and stuff um i promise we will we will be getting some stuff up there we um but it's a process we gotta yeah, get there. We're working there um the but i uh am most active at four point pixel on instagram also do have a twitter at swiss fonjo um on twitter feel free um Hit me up, follow me. We also do have an email. Um, it is arcadecozy at gmail.com. If you have any questions, um, anything you would like to communicate to us, there are plenty of avenues for you to do so. But if you just feel like old school email, you just want to type in, you want to hit compose and you just want to go to town on that keyboard and just like send us something, do it. Like you, you have the outlet right there. We'll see it. And we will talk to you. Come, come right back at you. I don't know what I'm saying. Ooh, yeah. Um, it's yeah. There, there are a number of ways for you to get with us, but um, also just I mean, if you enjoy the show, um, if you have thoughts about the show, feel free to leave us a review mm-hmm. on please any podcast platform that you're listening to: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, Overcast, Breakers. Whatever that is. Um, wherever you choose to listen just, to our incredibly yeah, angelic and incredible cozy voices. Is <laughs> <laughs> that too much? Sorry. I, 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 yeah, I felt like I got a little held up on the incredibly angelic part. I feel but, like uh, it fits. <laughs> but that's just me. It fits. It fits. Um, but yeah, I think we, um, we had a good show. Today, Corey, I mean, next week we're we're over the hump of Halloween. We're moving yep. into fall season. We'll have oh, yeah. um I know that you know we'll have some different stuff to talk about, different kind of playthrough stuff that we're going on. Um we won't quite unfortunately for the folks, we won't quite be at Animal Crossing uh drop yet, so we can't have thoughts yeah. on that, but we're getting there. Corey's gonna Soon. give us a three hour deep dive on his opinions of the new Animal mm-hmm. Crossing update. Yeah, I have um, a five page essay m- already written out from my early ex- yes. expectations, what I hope it will be. And then I have some blank paragraphs set aside for what my 
what the reveal will be and how it plans out. You can expect my dissertation within two weeks, Mr. Monroe. I love it. And I expect nothing less from my co-host. But um, that about does it, everybody. We are Arcade Cozy. And um, as I established last week, our wonderful catchphrase, I don't feel like you're supposed to... line up a catchphrase by (laughs) introducing it as a catchphrase but um life is hectic why should your hobbies what was it why do you life is hectic why do your why should your hobbies be too thank you everybody yes we love you (laughs) so much no we love all (laughs) of you you thanks for tuning in enduring this and uh i love you man we'll i'll talk to you soon yeah i love you too all righty see y'all next week bye bye